previously on the Simon Ross podcast. Michael Kane. Jaws <laughs> <laughs> 4. No, it, oh, no, it's so close. So close. <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> Not even, n- never close. <laughs> <laughs> One of the lads used to work in Liverpool branch years ago, so it's quite fun, funny. He had he had a mate who lived in London, and they were playing practical jokes on each other. So anyway, he comes, he comes, he he gone out on his lunch, and he comes back and he goes, he's got a HMV bag. And I went, what's in there? He went, um, and he had, he had literally a load of videos in yeah. the bag. It was about twenty years ago. He goes, I said, what's in that? He went, um, Groundhog Day. It's on sale, ninety nine p. I said, yeah, what else did you bought? He went, I've just bought twelve. And he basically sent one to his mate every day for 12 days. <laughs> <laughs> every day the boat was getting posted, getting a bag through the door. <laughs> the next day. That's such a good idea. <laughs> I'd, have done, I'd have bought 365 though. Just every day. Uh, yeah, just for every day for a year. Yeah, uh, just to annoy him. I think, I think they only had 11 left that he bought. Oh. <laughs> Right, ready for number two? Number two. Yeah, yeah number two. Number two. Well, if you've thought, well, how many... T- t- two, oh, hang on, is that me? If you thought two of my films were old, this gets even older. <laughs> okay. Um, so, 1957. Okay. Uh, have you heard of M.R. James? who's a ghostwriter. Every time BBC make like a Christmas ghost thing that they stick on BBC4, it's always an MR James. Oh, story. right. No. So it's, it's based on an MR James story. And um, <clears throat> the, there is a tie into uh, a 1987 song by a certain goddess of prog rock. Well, there's only one goddess of prog rock. Oh, right. right. Uh, Kate Bush. Yes. Right. Okay. So, uh, if you know the song Hounds of Love, you might gather some sort of idea. I thought it was going to Wuthering Heights for a minute there. It's a ghost story, is it? Yeah. Uh... No, the reason that Hounds of Love is... Hounds of Love by Kate Bush is in, there, is, is in there for a reason because it's not the song, it's at the very beginning. There's a line that says, a bloke says, it's in the trees, it's coming. And it's from this movie. It's in the trees. Yeah. He says, it's in the trees. It's coming. And then he proceeds to crash his car into an electronic pi- an electronic electric pylon and right. dies. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So 1957. Yeah. It's coming. It's in the trees. Yeah. It's in the trees. It's coming in that order. Um, right, okay. Any more clues? It's black and white. <laughs> right okay that narrows it down it was made by another French bloke but I can't remember his name but it is uh, an English film. well it was an English film but it had American money because they put an American star in it and, and who was that star Dana Andrews Dana Andrews said prunes gave, gave him, him the runes and you know what <laughs> that's, that's this film oh right okay but Dana Andrews said prunes gave him the runes is the reason because the MR James story is called uh, Runes, but the film's called something else. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of it. I'm trying to think of every every film that's in that. You don't mention the film. They just say that that's the only yeah. thing you to it. The Wolfman or something? No. No. Oh. What's the opposite today? Night. Yeah. And of Night of the Round Table. Oh, Night of the Living Dead. No. Night of the <laughs> Haunting. Night of the Night of the Spirit. It's um, the... it's it's the type of thing that sort of like uh, devil worshippers would bring up to attack you. They would bring up something that begins with the same letter as devil, but isn't the word devil. Demon. Well, demon. Night of the demon. Yeah. Night of the demon. I bet that's got a good front cover. <laughs> it's got a. Might not have Rachel. Might not have Rachel McClish on it. Night of the demon. Night of the demon. Oh, uh, and that's that's where that line comes from then that is actually from the very beginning near the beginning of the film as you see a guy driving through the woods and you can see smoke after coming behind him and he's like oh it does have a quality front cover it's a cracker isn't it the uh, yeah. yeah now this is the interesting <laughs> thing about it is if you've if you've opened up if you've just put it up and you see the demon it's like it's like this big thing looks like a big dog with horns yeah yeah when they made the film originally they didn't they weren't going to put a demon in it because the whole idea was was it a demon or was it just a coincidence that these people... Because basically what happens is, he, the, the very beginning of the film, um, the, the guy who's, got, who's being chased by it at the very beginning stops off of this... It's, it's some bloke has, has brought this thing for, out to, to kill him because he's because he's a black... He's like a he's like one of these black magic cult people and this, this scientist has been trying to sort of like denounce everything he says and goes, it's just all hocus pocus, you know, that sort of thing, which obviously is another film. Um, and he says... <laughs> and. and <laughs> And he gets to his house and he goes, Oh, I'll see what I can do, don't worry. Because he says, I've I've seen it, Carswell, I know it's real. I'll 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 retract everything. He goes, Okay, well he said, Have you got the runes? And he goes, No, they 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 dis they they got destroyed. And he goes, and you see him go, Oh well, you're dead then. So he goes, Oh well, just go home and I'll see what I can do. And as and as he drives and, and and at that point he goes, It's in the trees, it's coming. And that's the exact start of that's the exact line from Hounds. Ah, oh, right, okay. So if you listen to Hounds of Love and Kate Bush's Hounds of Love album, you'll hear it in the third track. Yeah. Jacques Jack Tourneur. Tourneur, that's it, yeah. Turner. Um, to, to, to go from deciding whether or not to actually have a demon in it to that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, obviously... and the demon's only in the it's in at the very beginning and it's in at the very end. But it was when 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 Jernier made it, um, he didn't want the demon in it. It was just like it was supposed to be like a psychol a psychological thriller. Like the idea of it. Yeah. Like Jaws. Like, what was it that you know? <laughs> and it's it's just it's again it's another one of them films that's just like it. And you can get it on DVD, uh, Ross, if you need it. Um, <laughs> but it got it had a different title in America it was one of these films that said uh, Curse of the Demon in America yeah, they called it Curse of the Demon uh, but it is it's just it's just great it's just really clever it's against one of them films that's just like it's like a psychological thriller rather than a horror film and it just happens to have this monster in the beginning and the end but literally it just looks like me on a bad night <laughs> so, I mean to be fair or Emerson, a good night depending on how it said it looks like me on a good night <laughs> Right. But it was I, one of them films that I watched at five past twelve. Yeah. On night on BBC Two, you know. So just, just the, if if BBC Two had not never done that, your film choices would be very, very different, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Wilde was in it. 
Yes, he plays. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, um, oh God, he plays like a mad bloke who's in a catatonic state, right? In the demon, because he's he's like they go to this house, like is and, and it's just like everybody who lives in there's like like dead stiff and like oh he's not well, you know. <laughs> so he's the, you know and and he's uh, he's and he eventually just he he, he comes out of the catatonic state because he's seen it and he's like terrified by it. He jumps out of a window and dies, but it's like you know right, okay, yeah. He's, so Foggy's only in it for about... <laughs> Does he jump out the window in a bath? Yes. <laughs> the best bit was, the first time I ever seen it, somebody said, that's Foggy. I pretty much drive past his house uh, when I come home from work every day. Oh, right. He lived in Ashton and he's got Possibly. a blip. He's got <laughs> Ashton. I don't, I don't come from Ashton. Uh, yeah, but, but everyone he, lives near you. Yeah, yeah. everyone does. Um, but yeah, he's got one of them. I thought we're in Barrow, live near you. (laughs) (laughs) What Mick Hucknall? You thought you thought Mick Hucknall came from Barrow, didn't you? Well, he's got family in Barrow, hasn't he? He has, yeah, that's right. And uh, we we were arguing over who's claiming Mick Hucknall, and neither of us wanted him. (laughs) That's that's like getting a rattlesnake and a lucky dip, isn't it? (laughs) Or two two bald blokes fighting over a comb, you know. Yeah, if you look there, that's that. I've just found the blue plaque on his Wikipedia page. Oh, right. Oh. But yeah, very good. Did you ever see a um, one of my favourite uh, horror films? Um, it was a 1976 um, Dickens adaptation, and it was uh, it was called The Signalman. Yes, Denham Elliot. Yes, Brilliant. yeah, Denham Elliot. Yeah, got that on. I have literally got that saved on the 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 thingy box. The 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 Virgin box from when it was oh, yeah. Keep all of that because it's about 40 quid on Blu-ray. Is it really? Yeah, it's extortionate. <laughs> it really is. It is. Um, they did another one not that long. They did another one about 10 years ago as well about a room in a hotel and I can't remember what it's called. Like, And that's, we've got this, we've got that on it as well. I'll have to work out what that one's called because that's, it was made to like 20 years later. But yeah, yeah. I remember the, I remember watching The Signalman and getting terrified. I was, I, I seen that when I was about 10. It, yeah, well, we, we, we did family. it. We, we, we read, we did it as part of a class like early secondary school. Um, and I was absolutely terrified by this thing that we used to watch. But then it turned into a bit of a Christmas thing. Yeah. Uh, with uh, me and me, we used to watch it every Christmas. And the, the bloke who stands like, hello, below there. Yeah. Watch out, clear the way. And yeah. the signalman is basically having a premonition of his own death. Right That's it, him. yeah. He thinks there's a ghost haunting him, but it's a, it's almost like himself dead warning himself in the past it's, it's going to happen you oh, know it's amazing it is yeah. yeah no that that is one of the best well this is sort of like the writing of this is the same and and again there's a couple of bits in the film that are a bit naff but actually the um the the premise of it and I, I, as you said it's as as I said if it wasn't for BBC 2's bloody late night movie <laughs> you know midnight movie you know cuz i Literally, I did toy with the idea of putting Casablanca in, and I did toy with the idea of putting the Maltese Falcon in as well, which is where right. I've seen those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And most Marx Brothers pictures as well. Yeah, that's it. And then the test card. Yeah, and then the test card. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I, I think I'm going to go. On. I've just seen some stills of the Signal Man, and it, it looks like very creepy. It's brilliant. Oh, have you never seen it, Sai? No, no, I've never oh, seen it's, it. It's, it's, it, it's, only, it's only about 45 minutes long. It'll like be on at Christmas, probably. Yeah. yeah. BBC Four will have it on, so it's like, a, like half 11, one night between Christmas. Yeah. And 
because that's when they tend to stick it on in there. They've got it's 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 in. I've, I've got a, a, a Dickens um, Christmas ghost stories, and there's nothing really Christmassy. It's all about the signal man. I don't know why it's sort of considered a Christmas thing, but um, it's um, it's just awesome. Is this um, where you're going to argue that it's only set at Christmas? Well, it's not a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film. <laughs> At all, <laughs> not even remotely. Um, so is it is it more Christmas? Is it less Christmas than the Die Hard? Yes. No, oh, yeah. that's a win for me. <laughs> There's nothing Christmassy about it at all. Okay. Um, I think it's maybe it's just because it's like I don't know. Um, you, it's very it's it's wintry in the sense that it gets dark early right, and Mister okay. Millman starts his shift and he he becomes sort of friends. Um, our companions with a guy who's staying in a, a lodgings nearby and he takes these nightly strolls and as part of his stroll he looks down onto these railway tracks and he notices a signal box and and then he he can see it he can see someone stood on the tracks just staring at this tunnel and he's shouting him saying for god's sake you know get out of the way and he, and he ends up going down and speaking to the signalman and he they start talking about his uh is is work as a signalman and the signalman starts saying you know he's i taught myself the mathematics sir yeah and he and he, and he talks about how he fills his time and and what it is to be a signalman and this guy's just a bit fascinated by him but then he at night he gets this he sort of goes to sleep at night and he's just thinking about this signalman down there on his own and he and then he realizes that there's something bad's going to happen and he's yeah but you've you've, you've got to You've got to watch it. It's it's absolutely brilliant, and it is that that image, that image that you see when you type it in of that face. Yeah, like I'll carry that with me all my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's the scariest thing ever. That face, isn't it? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It is brilliant. Yeah, it's, um, and it's the sustained note as well when you first see that face, and it's just. And it's interesting because you know that it could be made, you know, Hollywood could make it and put a massive budget in it and it ain't going to be anywhere near no, it. You no, you don't. It, no, it, it doesn't ruin it completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's a movie, but it's, it was like, I was, because it was made by the BBC for them. Yeah. Right, That's great. For God's sake, clear the way. <laughs> Right, well, that was your number two, so I'll do a quick recap. Yeah. So at number five, at number five, we have. Uh, did I say that? Crater Mass in the Pit. The Crater Mass in the Pit. That's at it. At number four, uh, we have uh, the French film uh, Children of the. No, City of the Lost Children. Fucking hell. Yeah. My nose are all over the place. Uh, City, City of the Lost, the Lost Children. Or the Cite Lost Enfant. Lost Enfant. Whatever Lost Number three, Funeral in, in Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Put two for some reason. And at number two, we have Night of the Demon. Yeah. But we spent more time talking about the signal man. So. Oh, it's number one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How old's this? Nineteen seventy-seven. All right, okay. <laughs> you know what it is because it's nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs>
<laughs> I seen it on the 27th of December, 1977, age yeah. 12, with me dad. You know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. Ross might not know which one. Ross? Is it a Star Wars film? Maybe. 1977? Yeah. A New Hope? No. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is a new hope to you. It's Star Wars to me. It'll always be Star Wars to me. I know an old fucking curmudgeon, but it's, I went to see it. It said Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when did it become a new... So it wasn't always known as a new hope then? No. no. When did why, when and why did it become a new hope? When uh, the Empire when, Strikes Back came out. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it. They reissued it just before Empire Strikes Back came out. Um, so for the first few weeks, the first few weeks before Empire Strikes Back came out, um, they put Episode Four, A New Hope, before it. Yeah. But it was always called Star Wars, which is a really That's... naff title, isn't it? <laughs> uh, um, it is compared to the other two in, in context of. In context of the whole thing, no, it, it probably not, makes sense. All right, but as a film title, on it, because like The Empire Strikes Back is a really cool title. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back and Retainer the Jedi, though, it's got Ewoks in it, so it's shit. Uh, and I've got, oh no, I've upset Simon again. <laughs> when you start talking about Star Wars with Sai, it's a fucking minefield. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be very careful. Well, I queued up outside the cinema. For two hours to see Return of the Jedi. Yep. I, I can have an op. I can have a say. <laughs> um, so did I. Um, but no, I, I no, I, I, I always. I mean, I, you look like a friggin' Ewok, so I know why you like it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I was going to say something about Jabba the Hutt, but that'd be beneath me. <laughs> and it would be true. I was. That's... <laughs> I was going to latch onto the Game of Thrones thing and say if, if, if you if you just go in nothing but a dressing gown, you could be Lord Varys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, I hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't watch it. Um, um, so, <laughs> um, but no, is it is a eunuch? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, ultimately, why? Uh, so I'm guessing you're. Th- was this the one that you had another one in? In your top yeah, five, yeah, it was it was Empire or it was that. And so it, I say you're the first person um, to not have Empire as this. There's been yeah, lots of the Star oldest Wars, person but... to do this. Uh, no, um, you're the oldest one to choose Star Wars, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> I think it's 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 I you know it. You think about it. I remember the seventies were like you. You didn't. Go the pictures much in the seventies, or the we used to call the pictures, but you didn't go to the cinema much in the seventies. And 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 films weren't on telly either. Only films no. that were on telly were like old films, you know. Um, so because I think Star Wars actually hit the TV screen. I think they used to be. I might be wrong on this, but there used to be like a five-year block yeah. on a movie being on the cinema to yeah. being on the TV. So you used oh, to have I mean. to wait five years for films to come out. So Star Wars didn't even come out in the in on UK telly till nineteen eighty-two. No. Um, and obviously, we're nearly, you know, we're nearly at Return of the Jedi at that point. We've already had Empire. So, those, I remember news at 10 to the news report that goes, there's a film that's causing all sorts of eruptions over America, and it's British. You know, that was like the... the yeah. And they interviewed Peter Mayhew, this massive bloke who used to be a hospital. <laughs> you know, and, and that was like, so, was that, so that was, there was a buzz. And that was like June. That was like yeah. May. That was like June. And we didn't get it until the December. I think it. No. I think it came out in the UK on the twenty seventh of December. And I seen. I dragged me. I made me dad take me to see because I, I was twelve. So I made <laughs> me dad take me to see it. 
Because the other thing was as well is I didn't want to go back to school after Christmas break and not having seen it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> Was, you, may, two, you may as well have no friends in school whatsoever. Yeah, but is it, if you yeah. didn't watch Scooby Doo, if you didn't see Scoo- that week's Scooby Doo and that week's Top of the Pops, you had to have the day off sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If you if you missed Top of the Pops, you were off Friday. That was it. That's it. You couldn't go in because did you see Top of the Pops? I was like, no. Uh, really? What about the old grey whistle test? How popular was the old grey whistle test? Oh, I used to watch that. You see, because I I, I love. I still stuff. watch. I watch reruns of that yeah. all the time. I my mate's band it. are on that. Look up nuts n u t z. That's my mate's band from the seventies on on the old grey whistle test. Yeah. Yeah, have a look at that. Make a note of that. They they supported <laughs> Queen in nineteen seventy four, but they were on oh, the yeah, old. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Was it was that before they were in Iron Eagle? <laughs> That's before, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, Queen, yeah, it's before Queen and Annie. So, um, so dragged my dad to see it. Yeah, it down. can't remember what the first film because there was always a little movie on, yeah, the films down. I can't remember what the first what the film was that was on with that, but then Star Wars, you know, you get that black screen, you get yeah. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then you get the Star Wars and the music, and it was just like, what the f-? you know, literally, obviously, I was 12, didn't say what the fuck I went, oh! <laughs> yeah. and and just I remember the shift. You know, the, the Carillion cruiser comes over and you're just watching this guy. And that's it then. The whole yeah. film is just brilliant. You can watch it with no sound and just play the soundtrack. <laughs> basically, let's face it, the dialogue's really terrible. Um, <laughs> and, and I also remember coming out afterwards and my dad went, that was great. And and my dad never liked, you know, the typical you know, yeah. parents never like anything you like. Anything that you like, they just refuse point blankly to, to acknowledge yeah. it, yeah. And I also, yeah. I just remember going home, I mean, went, what was that like? And my dad go, that was brilliant. That's the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my dad, you know. And, 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 and I'm so glad I've seen it with him. And, I'm, and, and, and it's the two things that I remember the most was being about nearly four years old and him getting me up at about two o'clock in the morning to watch Neil Armstrong step on the moon. <laughs> So that was that was the first thing I remember. Because oh, come on, you're gonna watch this with me, you know. Um, why he spoke like he's in his eighties now? And why he spoke like that when he was thirty? I don't know. But, you know. Um, and um, and going to see Star Wars with him, and yeah. that is just and it's the best film ever. And I don't care what anybody says. Now I'll argue to the toss of the bloody face. Now I know there's the Empire Strikes Back then, which is possibly a better film, but. Empire Strikes Back doesn't exist without Star Wars. No. And none of it exists without Star Wars. No. And actually, if you were to ask me which I think is the best film, I see like Rogue One out of all the films. I think Rogue One's brilliant. But you can tell it's Disney because, of course, everyone does. Um, and it's... <laughs> um, but, but Rogue One keeps cropping up. It's it's never in anyone's list, but it's always one that keeps cro- cropping People up. People keep talking about yeah. yeah. It's the one. It's the one that's because um, like I I guess that my, my fandom of Star Wars comes from a different place to you guys because yeah. you know I, I I wasn't born till eighty eight. Yeah. So and I loved it when I was a kid, um, but it was already well established and it wasn't as spectacular as it would have been in seventy seven. It was just a yeah. quality film. Um, and, and, and I loved the original trilogy. And then, I mean, when The Phantom Menace came out, I was... When, when was The Phantom Menace released? 99. Uh, 99. Yeah. 99, right. Yeah. So I was 11 when that yeah. came out. So I was the same age as you, Owen, when... Yeah, when Star Wars... Uh, when, when the original came out. So for me, A Phantom Menace was like... I know people, it's like sacrilege to, to most 
as fans of the original trilogy, but I absolutely loved Phantom Menace when I was 11. But then I loved the original trilogy as well. And then I kind of comp- I couldn't stand uh, the rest of the uh, episode two or three. I couldn't I want into any of it. And then I remember I actually, I worked at Jessup's when Rogue One. No, I didn't. No, you yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. When okay. Rogue One came out and I saw it, you showed me a trailer for it and I thought, this looks, sh-. I just didn't like that. I thought, nah, I'd completely fallen out of love with Star Wars. I was like, I'm not bothered about this anymore. And then I went to the cinema to see Rogue One sort of, um, just sort of uh, spontaneously <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in York. And uh, and it was one of them where we decided we were going to go to the cinema. We had no idea what was on or what we were going to see, but we just went and it was like, right, what's, a, what's on? Ah, let's watch Rogue One. And it completely rekindled my love for Star Wars. And it was 10 times better than I thought it was going to be. And yeah. to your point, it's actually one of the best Star Wars films, discounting the original trilogy. Yeah. I think it's the whole, just just the, when you understand the context around it and that final scene, I'll never forget that. There's certain times in a cinema where you want to jump up and shout. Yeah. And <laughs> that final Darth Vader's lightsaber just... Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> in, the, in the dark and the <laughs> desperately passing the plans to the Death Star down yeah. the fucking I was like, oh my fucking God. I couldn't, I, I struggled to sit down. I was absolutely bullying. And I thought, this is what I felt like when I was a kid watching yeah. the yeah. original trilogy, just buzzing, the sheer excitement, I, you know. I I actually quite like Phantom Menace because I think the pod race yeah. section of Phantom Menace is spectacular. I, and, and and the Darth Maul fight at the end yeah. is, is. And we went to see it in 3D, and only really. Yeah, yeah. And me and the girls went to see it in 3D, and they really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, you know, oh, I there we go then. That's I good. don't That's hate. I'm not. I'm not a big hater on Phantom Menace like everybody else is. I, as I said, it's. It's. I have more of a problem with Return of the Jedi because I think, I don't know, what I expected about Return of the Jedi, but I always have this blank spot where I'm not a massive fan of it, and 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 the thing that always comes out of my head is I just don't like the Ewoks. I mean, have you watched? The two Ewok movies, you probably have. But, yeah, Caravan of Courage. Caravan of Courage, yeah. Caravan of Courage and yeah. one. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, something on Endor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> they're awful. <laughs> they're really bad. Yeah, and, um, but yeah. uh, it's... I, I, I was Return of the Jedi, the, 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 the end sort of quarter of it is... It gets me every time. The, the, the bit where... The bit where Luke is sort of hiding under like the stairs, and and Darth Darth Vader goes, "If you can't be turned, then maybe she will." And the music just comes up, yeah. and you just go, Ugh! and then Luke just goes, yeah. "I chase now that." It's just like, oh, every every time I'm, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. But the, that that scene sort of I, saves the rest of it for me. I think I think that's interesting because I think that's because I always remember somebody saying they like the action scenes and they think that the, the, the full stuff on the Death Star bogs the film down. I think that's the better bit, as you said. I think I think the stuff on Endor is just bollocks, you know, like bloody no way Ewoks <laughs> would be able to take out all that bloody, you know. That's the podcast title. That's that's the that's an episode title. <laughs> what was that? What the was stuff that? on Endor is just bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's title three. Um <laughs> Uh, but now, but also the, the the problem is that at that point, Star Wars wasn't aiming itself at you. At that point, yeah. How old would you have been in eighty three? You'd have been. Uh, I was ne- well. I was seventeen. I was nearly eighteen in eighty. There you go. So I was. I, you know, the problem is you've made a film for twelve year olds, and you just keep making film for twelve year olds. Yeah. I suppose that's the issue. Yeah. Because uh, well, I I was I was eight. 
yeah so, so you I, so I was fine with Ewoks you <laughs> love it yeah that's <laughs> all over it all over it the, I mean the, I have uh, been banned from Comic-Con London for kicking um <laughs> for, for kicking what's his face round it a few times you know <laughs> Warwick Davis yeah, Warwick Davis <laughs> 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 did, did you have two like logs on on a on a string and when it walked past they just caught them in the middle yeah. <laughs> as you just going up to write another, another autograph it's, <laughs> and then me in the corner laughing in a Darth Vader outfit you know <laughs> yeah. um, it's, and it's totally you know and I, I, I know that and and the thing about Empire Strikes Back was um it is brilliant and it is, you know, but it's just, it's, it's, I can't put it above Star Wars because I know what Star Wars did. And, yeah. you know, it's your favorite film. It's not what's the best film. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's right. And, and, and as, and as I said, with, with the old episode for New Hope, um, <laughs> I, I, um, I just love it. And, and you always go, do I really want that as my, no-? yeah, I do because it is, you know, yeah. it's just, I'll go back and watch that more than anything. I think if you go back and have a look at our Disney Plus thing, the most watched movie is Star Wars, or you know, in a year, and that's you know, I think I've watched it about five times this year. <laughs> I mean, obviously, part of the reason they, they didn't they didn't think it was going to be like a, a trilogy, really. Um, so it, it, it's the one that you can watch on its own. It's quite yeah. self-contained, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you watch Empire Strikes Back. Even though you you probably wouldn't want to, you kind of have to watch Return of the Jedi yeah, not long after. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of got to a Star Wars you can just watch on its own yeah. and you'd be quite happy. Well, wasn't it? Because didn't they say to him, didn't they say to him at the time, is why did you make the fourth one first? And he just said, he said, well, when he looked at it, the most self contained story yeah. was Star Wars. He said that was the one that was actually the one that had a, had a start, a finish, and an end. And if nothing else came of it, it, it that's was, it. So, yeah. yeah. No, quite right. But that's, that's the top five. There. Very good. <laughs> Toughest one. That was the hardest one. Yeah. In terms of guessing the films, that was that was the hardest one. So I think I've, I've, I, well, I've seen one of them, <laughs> um, and I haven't even heard of the others. <laughs> and, and what did you think? I, 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 I credit myself on my knowledge of film, and that was bloody tough. Was that? So thanks for joining us on Simon and Ross podcast with our special guest uh, for this time, Owen Owen Clayton. Did we say your surname? I can't remember. You did, you did. Yeah, yeah, Owen Clayton. Um, so I, did, did you enjoy that? Was it was it fun? Do you know, I haven't laughed so much in ages. So I'm, <laughs> I've had a really good night. I, I, the best night I've had without drinking heavily for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Good. That should be a slogan. We're putting that on our review posters now, aren't we? That's the it. Be- best, the best night, night I've had without. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so uh, thanks for uh, listening and uh, remember you can uh, join us on Patreon for as little as £2.50 a month uh, that's uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Simon and Ross and uh, you get exclusive episodes you get longer episodes and you get video episodes and uh, all sorts of stuff and you can also follow us on Twitter at SNR underscore podcast um, Oh, <laughs> I got it right and then hesitated. You did so well. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. Uh, we're also on Instagram, uh, which is uh, pretty much where Owen found us, isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, indeed. And uh, yeah, and I think are we almost at Christmas? <laughs> I think we're at Christmas now, aren't we? I think it's Christmas next episode. Well, when this goes out, when this goes be. out, yeah. yeah well, I mean. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, where, anything else? Uh, Twitter. I've said it. Yeah. If you just like, like, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, yeah. that means you'll get notifications uh, every Monday morning uh, when a podcast is released for non-Patreon members and uh, Friday for Patreon members. Correct. That's it. Well, thanks for joining us, Owen. No worries. Thanks for having me. Right. Thank Pleasure. you, sir. Bye. When Highlander 2 came out, I went to see Highlander 1 and 2 on a double bill. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I, I've not, I, I, I get the impression it might not have aged well. I've, I've not seen Highlander for about no. 15 years. And, and I, I, I always think that, but strangely enough, it, it was funny because what was on, I was watching something and they actually just played the video to it once to live forever. So, because you see the clips from Highlander yeah. and it still looks all right. Yeah. I think it's, it's just I just really enjoyed it. I'd, yeah, I, I, it's one of them films that I just I went to see the pictures with a with a girl who I hadn't been going out with long, and literally <laughs> every time one of the heads got cut off, she'd go like that. And so I really enjoyed it. <laughs> cut all the heads off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep cutting heads. Yeah. I, I got I got I remember um, Highlanders something that I've always meant to go back to because I remember when I was young and it was on telly. And I used to sit with our mum and dad in the living room, yeah. And and we'd be watching, uh, uh, you know, whatever film was on, and and Highlander came on, and I'd seen in the paper because obviously I was looking for my erotic dramas. I'd, <laughs> I, I knew nothing about Highlander, but I'd seen that it was a, it was a, a was it an eighteen? Uh, maybe I, fi- maybe I, fifteen, I, but maybe. Uh, hang on, you're going back. I, it was a double A. <laughs>
It's how long ago it was. All right. <laughs> I knew. I knew that. I knew that it was outside of what they would let me rent at Block at Global Video. So yeah. I, they wouldn't let me watch this film. But I was sat there. I knew they were going to watch it. I wasn't going to say a fucking word and see how long I could get away with it. And, I, and it was there was a scene. Um, it was the first bit of violence. And straight away, my mum was like, looked at me, and I was like, not saying anything. Don't kick me out. Don't kick me out. Don't send me to my room because I was like, really want to see this film, you know. And she pulled the evening mail out and looked at me. This is a double A or whatever it was. She was like, Ross, go to your room. I was like, fine. Fucking right. <laughs> uh, Were you watching it through the door frame? <laughs> <laughs> But then when I used to stay at my grandma's, uh, it, it, part of the thing was I'd stay at my grandma's on a Friday night and we'd go to Global Video and I'd rent, usually I'd rent a Mega Drive game and uh, and, and a film. And and she was, uh, she she sort of was unaware of the rules. So I, I used to rent like 18s, you know. Yeah. And she wouldn't, she wouldn't, I don't think she would even sort of acknowledge what it meant, the fact that it had the number 18 on it. Yeah. So I'd be looking at all of the horror films, all of that. I used to be fascinated by horror film covers covers yeah you know and i'd be looking at all these crazy front covers and i'd be like oh i just wish i could watch this all i wanted to do was watch what led me onto my fascination of horror films and why yeah. i went on to study bloody film is that yeah. deep and deeply embedded from being obsessed with that sort of thing when i was young yeah. and it was out of it was off limits you know but i remember i rented uh and it did give me some bloody awful nightmares like <laughs> but um i remember i rented anaconda <laughs> 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 Absolute all-star cast. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ice Cube. Yeah. Um, J-Lo. And uh, John Voight. Yeah, I remember John Voight being yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, quality. Quality film. That. And then they made a trilogy and David Hasselhoff and John Reese davis were in the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Never oh, it might have been Hasselhoff might have been in the third one, and John Reese Davis was in the second one. But I know that they both they both were in the trilogy. I always I've, I've actually just while I've been while you've been talking, I've just been searching for horror VHS covers. There was definitely such a good look in of horror covers in the eighties. Yeah, oh, yeah. Film. That's a film. That's it. And, you know, it's, it's, I think we're sort of missing that with Creepshow, um, brilliant. Yeah, it's Leslie, it's Leslie Nielsen in Creepshow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, but it's that was yeah. all of that sort Child's of thing. Play. Child's yeah. Play. Chucky you know, was a big one. Yeah, there's, so, there's something great, horror, there's something yeah. amazing about Nightmare on Elm Street about video. They're fascinating. They were, they were like, um, it was like looking at like I have the same enjoyment from looking at comic book because yeah. they're just so interesting and so. The artwork is just a sort Fright Night was always one of my favourite covers. Fright Night. Fright Night, yeah. Yeah. It's because it's because there wasn't, you know, like you, you, I guess there wasn't as much reliance on adverts on no. telly. It was like they had, they had to be really, you know, the main way people were consuming them was going and renting them. So the covers yeah. had to, and the chances of people actually hearing of the film that wasn't a big blockbuster, yeah, was pretty slim. So you had to, it had to grab your attention on the shelf. It's like vinyl. Yeah. Like when when Pink Floyd designed when they when when the prism from Dark Side of the Moon and just blacking it out and having this prism in the middle, it was there to stand out yeah. on the sh- on the shelf in the store. And I guess like films and horror films did the same had to do the same well, thing. Especially, I, I would spend two hours in a video shop. Yeah, me too. Easy, I'd be there easily. as long as as long as, as I'd, I'd be in there until 
my mum said, right, fucking come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we, could have, we could have watched it and brought it back. Yeah. <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> a lot of the time, I don't think I ever chose anything. I would literally just walk around yeah. like I do with record shops now. Yeah. 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 You do the same thing, don't you? I love doing that. That's, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not the same on Netflix, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Well, you, you feel a sense, you feel more, because you, you, first of all, on Netflix, you spoil the choice. On any yeah. streaming platform, it, you spend more time sort of scrolling through stuff if you're not sure what you want to watch. But yeah. I think it was actually the, the physical act of going somewhere, yeah. being there, and there's a bigger sense of commitment to it yeah, than definitely. there is just idly picking something on, you know, name your, name your platform. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just being there. But it was almost like um, it was like the art of the possible. It was like you go into global video, and it's like you just felt like you were in another world, you know. Yeah. Behind each of those cases was a new adventure to be had. That <laughs> I felt like it, was like, it was just a wonderland, you know. You know, people go for all the. You know, it's funny when when Renos was saying about the RT Frank films in the fifties, which I actually quite like a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but it's it's but. Uh, you know, if you st- it's it's I always think it's like it's it's almost like a a, a favorite blanket or a favorite you know what, what yeah. when you want a bit of comfort what you put on actually it's one of these five I probably yeah. put on as well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no that's yeah. right yeah there's yeah there's films that are like uh, I enjoy more for academic reasons like a Buddha souffle and Jules and Jim and all those the, yeah. the French New Wave ones um, but then there's yeah there's films that like if I'm if I'm sat and scrolling through and Gladiators on you're damn right I'm gonna watch oh, yeah. Gladiator matter at what point of the film it's at you know and it's not one of my favorite films i wouldn't even put it in my top 10 but it's like a comfort thing it's like yeah just a film just, you like isn't it that's it yeah yeah i was watching it what's the film that it was there's, there's a marvel film that if it's on i always end up actually the film that's like that for me that i always end up watching and it's the worst film in the world to do to because it's so friggin long it's the good the bad and the ugly yeah i, I, I get that 20 minutes in and i go oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's, my, that's, my, that's me committed now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scarface is like that for me. I, I've, oh, yeah. But that is one of my that is one of my favourites. Is Scarface. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watched that and, and and pretty much any Scorsese film. Well, the what the, the two that you tend to see more. Well, the, the Goodfellas gets played a lot. Casino yeah. gets played quite a lot. Um, and then you know like gangs gangs in New York is on quite a bit. And, but certainly Goodfellas and Casino. Casino's long. I mean, that's the only DVD I've ever owned that's double-sided. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's longer, I than, it's longer I than the three Lord of the Rings films put together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, I nearly took it back because I bought it on DVD from Tesco or something. And, uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm film. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then, then, and then I think it got to the point where Joe Pesci shoots... Uh, What's the kid called who goes on? He went on to play Christopher Moltisante in The Sopranos. Um, he, he's um, in Goodfellas. Uh, 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 it's uh, oh, what's he called? I can't remember his name now. M- Michael. Michael, Michael. Vertrioli or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and and it got to that point, and it just it just went off. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? And then I turned the DVD player off, turned it back on, forwarded it to that point. And it went what, watch all that bit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. You had to flip the disc over. I mean, didn't see that sort of thing on DVDs. 
the well, first actually, that, that city of the lost children i haven't opened it yet so i don't know whether it's two discs or whether it's a single disc and one side's blu-ray and one side's dvd i haven't even checked that yet maybe well, there's your homework for tonight then yeah okay <laughs> i'll report in <laughs> Struggled to sit down.